Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hello, DB peeps. It's time for another episode from yours truly, Jamie and Sarah. (laughs) This one is called Singularity. And Sarah, I'm just going to start off. Were you familiar with Singularity? No, I had no idea what you wanted to talk about when you first said that. I was like, singularity, uh, are we back in English, in high school English? Or like, what's going on? I have no idea. So, but no, that's not what it means. That's not what it means. Yeah. No. So we are going to be talking about singularity, which is, well, I'll explain it in a little bit, but we have paired this episode with the 2017 Circa 33 Cabernet yeah. Sauvignon. I'll pop it open. Please pop. This is so, a- So um, you got this from Bright Cellars, right? Yes, I did. I'm going to say I got it from Bright Cellars like a year ago, and it is a Cabernet Sauvignon from California. So it's, uh, again, when it just says California, that means the grapes can come from anywhere in that particular region. And this region is a state region. Yes. So it's nothing more specific than that. It is 13.2% ABV. And Bright Cellars, their wines, I think, typically run about 15 bucks a bottle. Like when, if you do a monthly subscription, they're, they're like 15 bucks a bottle. Okay. Well, the cork is intact and looks good. Nice. Excellent. Um, uh, so yeah, let me, let me, let me pour here. Pour yourself a glass. Um, so circa 33 on the back, it says the golden age of the 1930s was a time of decadence, fantasy, and elegance. Our Circa 33 Cabernet Sauvignon pays tribute to the time in history when prohibition ended and America rejoiced. Prohibition ends here. Have a drink. I will. Thank you. <laughs> Why, thank you for inviting me to do that. Why, thank you so I'm going to drink my that. Gatorade. <laughs> well, I mean, you'll be, uh, you'll be back on the wagon soon Cheers. Enough. Cheers to you, my friend. Cheers. Cheering myself is just not nearly as fun. It's as not nearly as you. fun, especially when we're trying to find, like, the right tone of cheers, yeah, like, exactly. on the glasses. Um. So, yeah. Okay. So actually, I think that description right there (laughs) reminds me of decadence, fantasy, elegance. Like singularity is kind of talking about technology takeover, right? Like it's getting out of control. And didn't the first time that ever come up was in the 30s. And so that's why we It was like the 30s or the 20s, I think, when robotics, like the phrase was like really introduced. Oh no, what's happening? <laughs> Sorry. I'm the smell is so overwhelming because it's like trying to escape and invade your face. Like yeah, it's, it's kind of like a paint thinner. What? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's very potent. I haven't tasted it yet. Sorry. Okay. I was smelling it and it was like taking over my face, like you said. Let it let it like oh, but sometimes things need a little another minute to open up and then we'll see. Yeah. Um okay. What was I just going to say? <laughs> I think Jamie's just laughing at me because I'm like, I've got a, I got a face. I haven't even tasted this wine though. So you've got a little face. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You have a cute face normally. 
Yeah. Oh, so so sweet. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So, okay, really quickly, we'll just run through the wine notes that I had here uh, from my shipment where it's a jammy California cab, sure to please a palate with its ripe raspberry, strawberry, and black cherry fruit notes, silky tannins, and hints of vanilla and smoke on the finish. They recommend eating this along with charcuterie and cheese boards, grilled burgers, or black bean burgers. It's a Cabernet. It's It's jammy. Dude, it, it is jammy. Really? Yes. It is like it is like raspberry jam. Re- oh, so maybe I wouldn't like it if it's raspberry jam. Uh, I mean, there's other berries in there, but raspberry is what comes to you. And actually, normally I don't like I don't mind that in wine flavors, but yeah, it's jammy. It's juicy. It's a little too bright for me in what I would expect on a cab. Yeah, that that description of silky tannins, I was like, mm, I'm not sure that that strikes me with a cab. Like when I think cab, I like, I would immediately yeah. think I need, to, I'm going to get a good amount of tannin here. Like it's so not going to be I, hidden. I don't think there's a lot of, yeah, I, I don't get that on this. And I also think for cab, you expect more of a fuller bodied wine. Uh-huh. I don't think this has, it's not very full. Can you hold bodied. it up for me? Yeah. Okay. So it's dark, but if you look into the glass, it's hard to do. I, it's hard to see. Um, it's not. It's 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 a lighter than you can it still looks see like through. Yet. It's not it's like got, totally opaque. Exactly. It's okay. you can still see through it. It's it's jewel toned. I would say like a ruby jewel. Oh, <laughs> it's jewel toned. So, it sounds so. Yeah. It sounds fantasy and decadent the way yeah, you describe it, that. Yeah. Um, oak. I'm assuming they. There's a lot they of oak on oak. this. I can taste it. Yeah. Well, I, I figured that from hints of vanilla and smoke. I figured that that is indicative of the use of oak. Definitely. Okay. You know what this is like? <clears throat> what? It's like a men- it's like one of those menage a trois type wines. Like I mean, price wise, yeah. like that sounds it's probably around anyway, there, right? Yeah. It's but it is. I would say it is like. Uh, Jammier. Okay. There's a lot of jam on this. A lot of jam. A lot of juicy I to, jam. I need to get my English muffin. Spread <laughs> some of that jam. <laughs> I like it. I'll 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 keep drinking it and I'll let you know if anything changes as okay, we move forward. Good. Well, another thing that I think is interesting about the wine before we go straight into the topic is that the wine is 13.2% ABV, and to me. I feel like on the low side. I think that's a little low for California because, and to me, I'm curious. Maybe the grapes were picked. Maybe they weren't like fully ripened or ripened to the typical degree, because that basically means that you know there's not as much sugar that has developed in the grapes, and so when you ferment it dry, you expect it to be a higher ABV. Yep, agreed. Yeah, I think that that is kind of funky. Um, as far like I, it makes me curious. I'm I'm a little curious about how the the harvest situation happened. But anything else you want to say about the wine? Not right now. I'm going to keep sipping. Bueno. All right. Cool. Okay. So let's move into uh, singularity. So we tend to hear a lot about like artificial intelligence. I mean, I feel like 
we hear a ton about artificial intelligence in general and pop culture has focused on AI for decades. Um, You know, we mentioned in the description of the wine too, like the parallel that there was the first introduction of the word robotics, like earlier in like the twenties or thirties of the 1900s. And so we see a lot of references to artificial intelligence and robots and cyborgs and things of that nature kind of taking over the world in literature, in movies, in recent TV series, um, and like Amazon series. And I think that, you know, some of that is, it's almost like the creepy nature of, have we created a self-fulfilling prophecy by writing about this stuff? And now like people have just figured out how to make it come to fruition. But then there's also, you know, the, the whole thought, like that, even like Darwinism, right? There's this evolution and we start like technology, when we think about technology, it doesn't always have to be like electronic technology, right? Technology, technological advances happen like when you start to use tools and things like that too, right? I mean, at least that's the way that I think about it. Yeah. I mean, your car is another thing. Like there's like so many things that technology oh, don't, has advanced. Let's, I mean, we will get to the car situation and how- oh, okay. I I have some very serious questions about like the car evolution and what's going on with that. Um, but so singularity is actually like the colloquial term for technological singularity. And it's a hypothetical point in time at which technological growth becomes uncontrollable and irreversible, uh-huh. resulting in unforeseeable changes to human civilization. I mean, oh, that that's that's that's, that's scary. I was going to say it sounds pretty scary. Yeah. And I guess this the first use of the concept of singularity in like the technological context was from this guy, John von Neumann. Okay. I don't, I, I, I don't know who that is. I've never heard of him. I haven't is, heard of him I, either. Should I have? I don't think so because I don't think that we run in the same circles as him. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I didn't know if he was like somebody like Albert Einstein that I should have known about. I don't, I don't think so. But there okay. is another guy who worked on a singularity hot hypothesis many, many years ago okay. um, who might be a little familiar sounding. But so this John von Neumann guy, he was in a discussion and it centered on the accelerating progress of technology and changes in the mode of human life which gives the appearance of approaching some essential singularity in the history of the race beyond which human affairs as we know them could not continue. Okay. Basically, life as we know it is going to cease operation. That's <laughs> Again, very scary. It sounds very doomsday-y. And yeah. like, so at some point, like what, all of us humans are just going to like fall over? Like I don't, over? yeah, I don't understand that. Right it might have different facets and this is what I'm not certain about. And the guy, the guy that I mentioned before who might be mildly familiar is this IJ good. Now IJ good worked with Alan Turing during world war II on cryptology. And so he also worked with Turing after the war, like after, you know, they broke all the codes and, and built uh, Enigma. Um, mm-hmm. Right. That was the big uh, touring project. And so he came up with this intelligence explosion model that predicted a future super intelligence will trigger singularity. So it's sort of like a runaway reaction of self-improvement cycles. Each new and more intelligent generation appearing more and more rapidly causing an explosion or exponential growth 
in intelligence and resulting in a powerful super intelligence. Now, I don't know about you or any of our listeners, but um, I watched this show. I think it was on NBC called The Good Place with like okay. Kristen Bell. Never heard of and, it. And uh, it's it's kind of cute and funny. But basically, okay. people die and they they go to heaven. They think they're in heaven. There's this computer. Oh, I have heard of it. Yes. Yeah. So there's this computer or this assistant. Her name is Janet. She can be rebooted. And every time she's rebooted, she like grows in power and grows in her knowledge and she becomes more human. Like she's like, she starts off as a robot, just does what she's told and is this wealth of information, like, but doesn't have emotion. And every reboot that she has, she grows her emotional intelligence, uh, grows very rapidly. And so to like, as soon as I was reading this, I was like, that's fucking Janet from the good place. Like no doubt in my mind. So those writers have some forethought. They, they must, they must. Yeah. It's really interesting. I think that, uh, you know, what we're talking about is it sounds, everything that I'm reading, it sounds very scary. And there are some who say that it is like signaling the end of the human era. Right. Which would basically like be like the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and some people describe it not that humans would be eradicated, but that we would essentially become like, I think I read in some article, we'd be like the pets of the computers. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Think about it. We've seen in movies and TV shows, but also in real life, we've seen robots that look like humans. Correct me if I'm wrong, but in Asia, there are robots that they have fashioned to look and respond just like humans. So, but here's the crazy part about all this. Humans are making these robots. So why don't we just stop? I think that is the most basic question that can be asked. And I think you're spot on. It's like, we could... They're not making themselves. Like, it's not like they're just coming to life. Well, robots now are taking over a significant number of jobs, I think, in manufacturing because it's cheaper and they can, they can program robots and and machines to do the same things that they were paying people to do. But that's a lot different than what we're talking about here. It's true. Maybe in response to your question, which I totally wholeheartedly agree with, but in response to your question, playing the devil's advocate, well, but these companies, they're huge technological companies and they have so much money and there's so much R&D and there's so much funding that goes into this. Like they can't just pull the plug because that's their livelihood. I mean, sure, that's an argument. But at the same time, I don't care about a company's livelihood if it's all about like, you know, like seriously, like what does that matter if we're talking about the entire human race and what's going on. Yeah. You know, it, it, it shouldn't be, there should be restrictions. There should be controls over this. Yes, I agree. But the hard thing I think is that it's when perhaps I'm reading into this a little bit too much, but I think the argument that is being made is that, so we humans are in fact, we are propagating this. We are, we are making this, we are the creators, right? Mm-hmm. But there is an emotional intelligence that is being taught to computers. And Mm -hmm. so it's a matter of time before they start to develop these feelings, these reactions, and essentially take over. Like there's going to be like a switch where they no longer like require us to tell them what to do. 
they go rogue. And in fact, I mean, again, like if I'm going to apply this to pop culture, it's like fucking Blade Runner, the movie from back in the eighties. I mean, that's the yeah. whole thing. They have these cyborgs. They were supposed to be military or mil- they're militarized robotics. They essentially were in outer space and just decided to flip a switch and just like annihilate an entire planet or community and have now come back and are basically still doing the same. So they have people who are trying to eliminate them and shut them down. And so I think that is the very, it's, it's really, really hard because it's very cool. Sure. I can see that, but it's like, you know, when my phone decides to tell me like, oh, do you want to open this app? Like at a certain time of day, or if I have an appointment, they're like, do you want to get directions to this? And I'm like, what? I can type that shit in myself, Siri. Thank you. I don't need you to tell me what, like anticipate my next move, but the phones do that. And so there, there's already this intelligence that's being built in because they are behaving more like humans anticipating action versus just waiting to do what they're told. See, all of this sounds so crazy to me because I feel like there's some really basic technological things that we have not figured out. Like at least if, I don't know about you, but like for work for me, we've got like five different platforms and none of them actually like work well. So it's like, I'm sorry. Why haven't we figured this out yet? Are we not in 2020? Can we not like what, why is this an issue? Why is Excel so hard to use sometimes? Like, you know, there's like certain you say Excel? things. Why is yeah. Excel so hard to use? Yeah. Like there's like certain things. Why can you not track changes in Excel? What the fuck? Why is it so hard when you're typing a document sometimes to indent without it indenting too much or too less? Or oh my like God. whatever. What I'm saying is, is these are like very simple tasks I agree that we with haven't you. like figured out. Yet you're telling me that robots are going to take over the world. I have a very hard time, like, just mirroring the two things. And yet, and yet, I, yeah, but there's still, like, somebody in 1993, this guy, Vern, oh my God, where'd his name go? Werner Vinge, what a name. <laughs> he said that he would be surprised if this singularity happened before 2005 or after 2030. Hey, we are a decade. We're less than a decade away Wait, from 2030. Why? I don't understand. I, just based on what he saw was coming. Now, I he wrote an essay called The Coming Technological Singularity. And so this is when he thinks that it's just going to start to upgrade itself. And so, again, I think it's at some point, it's like a, a locomotive or a locomotive, a train. <laughs> like it's going so fast and at some point, it's going to, it's going to go, it's going to like cap that speed and we're not going to be able to do a single thing about it. And so he claims that it's going to be before 2005, after 2030. Obviously we haven't hit that mark, but then we have like over Wait, the summer. Why? Why not between I didn't, 2005 and 2030? No, I think that he's saying like before 2005, remind, he wrote this in 1993. Uh-huh. So he's saying like, I don't think that we could advance that much before 2005. So that would have been eight years later, right? Okay. But he also thinks that it will occur before 2030 because after that point, I mean, that's when the robots and technology will take over. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he's saying that that is the prime time. Now, other people, you know, estimated somewhere around like 2060s or something like that, which gives us 
more time for sure to try to stop that train wreck. But Elon Musk, and we all have heard of Elon Musk, uh, especially recently for many reasons, over the summer in July, there was an article that was like quoting him. And he said that AI is going to overtake humans by 2025. That's four years. I, I don't think so. Elon Musk, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. I mean, I he's don't. a tech guy. He's a tech guy, but like, I just feel like there's not, like, my internet went down and I couldn't work for four hours. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, but think about the people, the the people, the humans that are involved with that. That's the point, I think. It's like humans. Are they though? No, I don't think humans have anything to do when the internet goes down. Don't you need somebody to come out and fix your Comcast or fix your Spectrum? Of course, but it didn't go down because of a human. It went down because there was a technological error. That's right? true. I mean, I, I think so. That's my honesty, point. Yeah, that's my point. Is if we can't even like get that right, and you have to have humans come and fix the technology, yeah. how is it that they're going to take over us? I, I I mean, think about like you remember in Jeopardy. What? How long ago was that? Watson, the computer, IBM's Watson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like there was the competition to see like if Watson could win Jeopardy and beat all like beat the smartest people. I God, what is his name? I yeah, remember. but that's different because Jeopardy is just a series of questions and answers. That but is a computer, that's true. That a computer again, can look up. It's not critical thinking. It's not higher level. It's just questions and answers. Well, I right? think Watson. No, I think Watson. The way that Watson was programmed. It was supposed to be more of that critical thinking. And that is different, actually. So I'm actually kind of glad that you went there. So there is something called strong AI. So artificial general intelligence is also referred to as strong AI, full AI, um, or general intelligent action. And it basically refers to the, the fact that machines can experience consciousness. So they think for themselves. They are. They have that emotional capacity, and I think um, make judgments and decisions based upon that. In contrast, there's something called weak AI, and that is more limited to problem solving and reasoning tasks, but not necessarily doing like the cognitive thing, the actual like Higher cognitive reaction of right. humans' brains. So it, I think that Watson perhaps is like I thought that Watson was not having emotions but certainly able to think critically. And so I think that that is still considered weak AI, but I think weak AI is, it's still something that is progression towards that strong AI. Okay, but here's my question. Why would humans create AI that have emotions? Because they think it's really fucking cool. It's it's not. It's stupid. Well, that's my point though. Like Like in society, in pop culture, there's all of this stuff. Again, I bring up my phone. People want their phones and to do Alexa everything for and them. Google yeah. and everyone to do everything for them and anticipate. And they no longer want to have to like think for themselves. And I think that there is there are certainly benefits. I don't want to like throw that completely away. I like being able to be like push the button for Siri and then say set a reminder for such and such date and such and such time. I like that. 
again, I don't need them to recommend what app to use or, you know, do I need directions to this place that I have an appointment in my calendar for? Like, nope, I got it. Thank you. I can type that in myself if I do, but it is really scary. And I think that people are just trying to push the envelope because that innovation is something that is applauded. I think innovation in general is something that is really people like give it the accolades. Like it's, it's huge progression. It's, you know, but if you don't, and if you don't have it, we're just stuck. And so why, like, what are we doing? Where are we going? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's a very good question. Where are we going with all this? Like, I don't want a self-driving car. No, I don't. And I, I'm not an Alexa fan. I just feel like I'm not either. Even Siri, like I don't need to be talking to somebody to, to some phone or device to be doing things. Like it's different to be like voice recording and the text comes like you're voicing your text. That to me is a lot different. But like for me to ask a computer a question or to do something for me, I'm, I draw the line there. I'm okay. I don't need that in my life. So I know it's a big thing and I'm probably, there's probably a lot of people out there that don't agree with me, but it just seems like it's laziness. Everyone get off your ass. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Turn on your own music. Things have become that we are so lazy as humans. And so if we do, if, if, if robots take over, it's because we're lazy. I think about how much we, how much of our lives we put in the hands of technology itself. Back in the day, planes were flown in very different ways than they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and is that a good thing? I mean, sure, there's always the risk of human error. But I think what we find in technology is there's always a risk of technological error too. Miscalculations are run all of the time. And not to say that everything is fatal, but they are, you know, there are significant consequences. And mm-hmm. so, you know, when I think about like, you know, again, the phone stuff, I, I disable a lot of those features that are, you know, for Siri to learn and report and do all this nonsense. Right. Exactly. Um, Yeah. I think the self-driving cars is terrifying to me because people are already, people have enough distractions. And I, is that not one of the most basic rites of passage as a human is to get your fucking driver's license? So let me tell you a little story of why this is a bad idea. Okay. (laughs) Tell me. So. I have a 2020 Volvo. It is a very nice car. I enjoy it mm-hmm. very much. It has Volvo has been known to be one of the safest cars out there. And it has a lot of safety features. It does have lane assist and things like that. I have turned that the lane assist off. I'm all for the, you know, alarm if you're backing up and there's something in your area that's totally, I think, fine and safe and all that good stuff. However, I got into a little fender bender because of one of their safety features. No. So When did this happen? Yeah, this happened like a month ago. I was in, I went into the car wash, put my car in neutral. And, you know, foot off, like foot off the brake, totally not paying attention. No, I'm not touching anything. I was actually checking my work email. Speaking of technology. 
uh-huh. while I'm sitting in the car wash. And all of a sudden, I feel something very odd with the car. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. This is weird. And it was busy. And there was a car approaching me behind me. And the car, I didn't feel it at the time, but the, he hit me. Did, I was like, oh my While gosh. you were the, inside the car wash? Yeah. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this car is approaching me and I don't know what's going on. And I can't go anywhere because I can't put my car in drive. Right. In the middle of the wash. So finally I get to the where the light turns green and I drive and I go to where the, the car vacuums are. And the guy comes out of the car and he's like, why did you slam in your brakes in the middle of the car wash? And I'm like, I didn't. And he's like, yes, you did. And I'm like, no, I didn't. And he's like, well, you did. And I hit you. <gasps> and I was like, I didn't. What? So nothing was wrong with my car. He had a little crack in his bumper. Oh my God. And I was so upset. Cause I was like, I did not stop. Like I didn't do anything. So the car wash had to show me their video and we looked at it and it does show that the car totally went into like you're parking kidding we're just like something and i'm like i have no idea what happened because i didn't do that right and the car wash was like well we can't take responsibility for this whatever so we switched insurances anyways i call volvo to be like wtf right like, as you should I'm like, no one, if there's a safety feature on here, like nobody told me about this before going into like, so they basically told me that the car probably thought that there was like barriers around it, like that I was going to hit something. So you can't ever take your car through a car wash? No, I have to turn those features off. So they showed me how to turn them off, but I'm like, would you not think that this is something you would maybe want to tell me when I got the car and you were walking through all the features with me that this isn't a huge caution to all your drivers. No shit. That your car could potentially just stall in the middle of a car wash. So anyway. Wow. Yes. Goes back to the thing of like, I don't need my car doing things for me because... Is this ridiculous. is like a normal process of owning a car is getting it washed, right? Yes. And you take that few minutes in the car wash and I'm just like, oh, I'm not, you know, don't feel like worry about anything. Absurd. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I mean <clears throat> it could have been a lot worse. Like, thank God he didn't like really smash into me. Yeah. You know, but I, and the guy was like, Volvo was like, yeah, I'm sorry. We apologize. I'm like, it, I just don't understand how you're not outraged right now. I think that that seems like an absolutely ridiculous feature for it to happen like during a car wash. That is, that's incredible. Well, and it also made me not in a good look way. so bad. Yeah. Like it made me look like an idiot. I was like, why do you think I would throw my car into park in the middle of a car wash? I'm not dumb. So <laughs> I look like a crazy, they thought I was crazy. I know they did. Like, I could tell, like, that they were like, okay, she's a crazy person. And That's I was like, so I'm not, stupid. I'm not a crazy person. I didn't, I wasn't doing anything. I mean, like, oh, if sure. you, well, now I'm curious. It's like, if you slammed on your brakes and he hit you right then, that means that the car wash people let that car in too close to your car. Oh, I, I, I said that argument. Yeah. And they said they had a specific amount of feet and they were, they had 
obliged, like they have done their due diligence and it was appropriate distance. Um, there's usually, usually the car is like two sections behind you. So if you in fact slammed on your brakes. Well, no, it, so the car went into emergency brake and wasn't moving for quite some time. Now it wasn't like it was brief and yes, while I do think that he was too close, I do think they didn't space him well enough. Uh I, I do. However, like it wasn't just a brief break. It was like, okay. I was like, what's going on okay. for like a good amount of time? Yeah. I think that, you know, what you describe, I've, I've been skeptical of this whole self-driving car situation, whether there are people in there or not. I think it's absolutely absurd because I yeah, think what that if the car decides it's going to self-drive itself off a cliff? What well, is self-drive? I mean, yes, <laughs> that's, that's the whole thing. And especially if like there's an intelligence and it starts to go haywire, like, I just, it, oh God, it just, it's so terrifying. And people are like, yeah, we want this. It's so cool. It gives us time to do all these other things. And it's like, what, what do you have to do? I know. What do you have to do? Well, also I'm like, don't we want to be able to just like sit in our car and drive and relax for a little bit? Yes. And not have all of the other cares and worries on our plate. Like, well, I guess people think that if someone's self-driving the car, then they can just sit back and do what they want more often. But, you know, it's nice, I think, to drive and not be looking at your phone all the time. And I mean, you definitely shouldn't while you're driving, right? So to just kind of be focusing on something and, you know, doing your thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I pray that we are more than five years away from this. This is a scary thought or mentality. And I, I get nervous of what this means for the future. Yeah. I'm all for technological advances. I'm all for, you know, innovation and things like that. But at some point, I think back to something you said, somebody needs to pull the plug on some of this stuff and, or have the wherewithal to say, Hey, we humans, we're pretty smart ourselves. We should be able to do a lot of these things. We don't need robots or everything. This is like what the aliens were trying to tell us in the mm. phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's They were right. trying to tell us that technology could take over. Yeah. We should listen to those aliens. We should. Maybe they're warning us because the same shit happened to them and they're the ones that got away. Oh, and they're able to spread the oh. message. Ooh. Oh, that's a theory. Wow. Mm-hmm. Jamie just opened a whole nother door. Holy Bam. shit. Bam. Now I have to sit and think about that. Oh, God. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Well, Should I think about this wine. Yeah. I was going to say, let's think about the wine. What else do you want to say about it? It's a good table wine. Not a typical cab. No. Like not a cab at all. might be, sure, maybe those a are the greatest, is but a lot more full. Fully, like more structured, mm-hmm. more um, deep, definitely more full bodied, more tannin. I'm not getting that on here. This is fleeting. Okay. This is fleeting. This is like, this is like almost like a Merlot. Really? Yeah. Juicy and fleeting. Okay. Jammy. Yeah. Yeah. You say jammy so. and I think Zinfandel. Yeah, it's not jammy like Zin. Zin has got more of that like Zin has more again, I think it's the, I think it's just lacking that structure. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I need a little more for a cat. You need a little more depth, a little more complexity. Because yes. Zin's going to throw you like some spice to yes, balance exactly. the jam. And Zin have some throws you. Too. You've yeah. got that dark fruits and that jamminess, but you have the spice and you've got, like you said, there's more depth to it when, yeah. you, when you're drinking a Zin. Uh, this is more Merlot, like... <laughs> Well, and you and I, bleeding. Yeah. I mean, you, I don't think that you are a major fan of Merlot to begin with. So I am not a major fan of most Merlots. I do think that there's some good Merlot, like Duckhorn Merlot is really good. Like there's some good, I'm okay with like the higher end Merlots. Yeah. But you have to be pretty high end for, for me to like it, you know? Um. So yeah, I usually go for a cab over Merlot because I like the structure. I like, I like the body. You like the tannin. I like the tannin. I like that. that. Yeah. 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 This is not what I'm getting. I would not. So I wouldn't getting a cab, seeing this as a cab. This is not what I expect. That's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. And we fair. just, we just did a California cab a few episodes ago and this is completely different. Okay. Good comparison. Yeah. Nice recall. Yeah. All right. So thanks for indulging on singularity. Yeah. I just, I think it's so interesting. And sometimes I'm like, am I crazy? Like for saying, I don't want this. Like, I don't want technology to continue. No, you're not crazy at all. You're okay. not. It totally makes sense to me. I didn't know if that was just like sober, sober thoughts from Jamie. Nope. <laughs> Tipsy thoughts from Sarah says, I totally agree with you. I love it. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, I guess until next time, right? Cheers, bitches. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. So send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers from the girls of DBP. DBP.